Hello, everyone. Welcome back to It Was All a Stream. I am your host, Chris, here with my co-host and cousin, Neil. What is up? Hello, everybody. How is it going? A lot of interesting things watched this week. On and off our schedule. Yep, on and off our schedule. Um, and some stuff starting to trickle in now. Some, some yes. new stuff starting to trickle in, too. Um, but today we have some big stuff to talk about. First of all, Marvel just went crazy at San Diego Comic-Con and gave us everything that everyone's been begging for over the last year um, as far as what to expect coming down the pipeline. Oh, yeah. And um, we watched a new Netflix movie. Which... I mean, we're going to talk about, but last of their, like, we're going to let them do whatever they want, spend $200 million. Possibly. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about our feelings and see how how that went. Let's start with Comic-Con, where, um, you know, DC showed up. They dropped new trailers yeah. for Shazam, Fury of the Gods. and They were there. For uh, Black Adam. And then Kevin Feige came in. And just. Busted down the door. Slapped said everybody. Said to DC, hey DC, hold my beer. Oh, and also you might as well just hold this L too. Because I'm about to drop such huge news. It it's just, was. I, 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 I just feel so bad. I just feel bad for these people. It's so I, sad. Do better. Well, you know, well, that's here, also true. Here's, the, here's the excuse for DC is I'm sure they are saving um, a lot for their now yearly um, thing that they do. The, the DC, what is that called? Uh, that DC universe thing that they do every year now. Oh. Like where they do all their announcements and stuff like that's what they're saving. But at the same time, Feige, he gives all of this info, but there's still more left for them to announce come, uh, I think, end of September or August when they have D23, which which will be their own Disney convention. They're going to have a ton to be able to announce there. Um, But we'll get into all that. Let's start with. Not even the Feige panel. There was a uh, panel a day or two before it um, talking about the animated shows um, on Disney Plus and everything like that. Um, Yes, I know you're a big fan of the some of the animated shows as well. Um, So let's get into this a little bit. Well, this isn't the most pressing of what we have to go over. So we'll kind of go over this very quickly and then get get into the um, gritty details of the the main show here. Um, First is Spider-Man freshman year is going to arrive on Disney Plus in 2024. And it is going to feature uh, Charlie Cox voicing Daredevil. it's already been renewed for a second season called Spider-Man sophomore year. And uh, there was a little bit of confusion because I believe some, either one of the producers or Feige said that this was canon. Um, it is canon, not in the sense of we are getting 
the origin story of Tom Holland's 616 Spider-Man. Right. Um, we are, it's canon in that this is part of the wider MCU multiverse and just one of the many branches. Um, so instead of Tony Stark coming to uh, Peter Parker uh, that throws his, you know, life into, into craziness, it's Norman Osborn that shows up. Um, so a little bit of a cop out there that, oh, oh no, it's just part of the multiverse. Um, but Which they're going to be able to do a lot excuse. more stuff. It seems yeah. like the animation style is um, they're trying to go back to a little bit of a throwback to the original uh, style from um, the original comic book run with Stan Lee. Um, which is pretty interesting. And they're going to be able to do more with different villains. I, it looked like Dr. Octopus was in the trailer, revealed, uh, stuff like that. More with less. I Look, the whole thing, uh, the, number one, the Charlie Cox of it all makes sense. I've been saying this for almost a decade now, that don't squander the goodwill of your TV audience. That makes sense. Bring them yep. on. Okay, you've got a built-in fan base, a built-in viewership. That's your your strength. Bring it over, even in the animated world. So I love that. I think yep. that's genius. Oh yeah, um, it sounds like we're gonna, and we'll talk about it later. But it sounds like we're gonna be getting a lot more cocks coming soon. You know? A lot more cocks. Um, Marvel's What If season two has been announced for early 2023, um, alongside a season three confirmation, um, and it looks like. You know, we got a look at some of the the things at play. I think Shang Chi was was part of the announcement as one of the episodes. Yeah. Um, we might be visiting a couple of the other uh, the the previous seasons uh, characters and catching up with what they're doing. Uh, Neil, what what do you think? This is I know you're you're a fan of this show. I uh, am in particular. So, what are your thoughts? I like it. I want to see what they do next. I, I, I think this is some of the more creative writing that's been going on. Uh, and it, it gives us an interesting avenue into the world. So I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm all for it. I want to see what they come up with next. And they have a, you know, like anything Marvel or anything DC, you already have the built-in stories, the skeletons there. It's just, what are you going to choose? What are you going to pick? What are you going to embellish on? What are you going to expand? So I'm, I'm excited to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, Marvel Zombies has been officially announced for Disney Plus. Um, it will apparently have quote um, gore and splatter you want from a zombie show. Um, I believe it is going to be, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, TVMA. Interesting. Um, it's going to feature uh, zombified versions of characters like Captain America and Scarlet Witch. Right. And then the non-zombie. Uh, uh, characters you'll see, I believe, are Shang-Chi, Kamala Khan, Yelena Belova. Um, obviously, we know Spider-Man is not zombified from that episode. Um, yeah, that's... What is your level of interest in this Marvel Zombies uh, show? My level of interest is high. Uh, like I said, I think it's you know interesting writing, creativity. I dig it. But um, the thing... It's like every time they announced something that could be really fascinating and meaty and interesting. Uh, and then it's on Disney plus and they're like, you know, no, but we're really going to give you, it's going to be harsh. You know, in the background, you have that little voice going, you know, it's Disney. 
you can't yes, they are they gonna disneyfy it right so yeah. uh, that's that's my only hesitance i just want to see how they disneyfy it yep um and then finally uh x-men 97 is going to premiere on disney plus in fall of 2023 yes chris possibly the thing I'm looking forward to the most, like I know they're going to do the X-Men yeah. 95 or whatever it was, but when I think back and I, I feel like you would have to agree. Although I, I mean, I, this was your, that was your Spider-Man, right? Or no, you weren't the cartoon guy in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Right. I, I, I watched that. So, a lot. I mean, all those toys and everything like that is still, the the voice like like uh kevin conroy is the batman. voice of batman when i'm yep. reading comics and that cartoon those are the voices i hear when i read a spider-man comic and it's so ingrained and such a part of my childhood that i i can't wait to wake up on a saturday morning and watch it with like a bowl of cereal and you know what and i hope that's how they release it i hope they release it every saturday morning that would be cool. That's yeah. actually, I, I like that. Um, that would be a cool like throwback to Saturday morning cartoons. Which do they oh. even have? I don't think they anymore? do anymore. Yeah. Um. All right. This is what everyone really came here for, though. What do we got? Kevin Feige. The Feige back at Hall H for the first time in years. Yes. With his first announcement, and we're going to go over announcement by announcement uh, as best as we can. There was a lot that happened. Right. Um, but essentially, first thing he says is that the phase four for the MCU is coming to a close with She-Hulk being the last Disney Plus show for, of phase four. Okay. And finally, with Wakanda Forever being the, the end point of phase four okay i mean i'm good with all that you know i want to see where they go i my takeaway and tell me if you agree or disagree is that i feel it's an appropriate amount of phase like i don't think it's over yeah, a lot yeah it seems like the phases are as, as far as like the amount of time passing between phases has definitely shrunk. Correct. But the amount of content shows and movies that we're getting within that period of time mm -hmm. is equal to, if not larger than previous phases. I concur. <clears throat> so we're going to go through phases quicker just because of the sheer amount of stuff that we're getting within each phase um within each year um that passes it's almost like every, each phase is like a couple years and that's it so then we get the big phase five announcement he gives us 12 new shows and movies set to release um in 12. 2023 2024 starting with ant-man and the wasp quantumania uh, in February, Secret Evasion, in the Disney Plus show in spring, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 in May, 
Then you get Echo Season 1 and Loki mm-hmm. Season 2 in summer 2023. You get the Marvels in July 2023. And then Blade in November yes. 2023. Ironheart Season 1 comes in the fall of 2023. Agatha, a new name for the show, Agatha Coven of Chaos. Okay. Coming winter 2023. And then... In 2024, in the spring, you get Daredevil Born Again Season 1 will be an 18-episode season of television with Charlie Cox coming back as Daredevil and uh, Vincent D'Onofrio coming back as Kingpin. Let me explain my level of excitement to you um, because it may confuse some. I am so ready for this. I, I'll admit, I have no interest in Echo. Okay, I know they, they tried to tie it in. There was the, the interaction with, you know, uh, okay. Kingpin, the background, the story. I feel like we don't need that um, show. The rest of it, there's some weak links. There's some strong things. But I hope we're going back to like 18 and 20 episode series. You, yeah. Do you remember we spoke about this? I think even before there was a podcast or even what, when we started the podcast, like I love a cheers binge 22 episodes in a season yeah. and arc, uh, you know, I'm following. And now that they, they like, they just keep shifting society. They're like, no, we're going to give it to them all at once. Binge. It's going to Netflix and chill. It's going to revolutionize right. society. Then they're like, Oh, remember commercials? and one episode a week, and nostalgia, maybe we ought to pump the brakes. And so now they've swung back the other way. Yep. And then it was all like, no, we're going to be hip and British and only do four episodes and be done and <laughs> kill everybody British. at the end of it. They're going to drink <laughs> hemlock. And, and now they're like 18 episodes. So I'm, I, I feel like we're heading towards my sweet spot. And I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Yeah, I think, I think we're pivoting. It was definitely a, a period of learning for all these streaming services. Um, you know, all they had to base off of was, was um, traditional TV mm. or Netflix. And so they're trying a lot of new things. I think a common complaint with a lot of the uh, Marvel Disney Plus shows in particular, and even like the Star Wars Disney Plus shows in particular, is that um, the shows aren't being giving, given enough room to breathe. They need a couple more, right. uh, at least a couple more episodes, eight episodes, 10 episodes, some, somewhere in there Definitely. to really, um, you know, flush out the story that they're trying to tell and all these characters and, and juggling all the different Kenobi would have benefited from that. Kenobi, I think, just should have been a movie personally um yeah, well but, that was one way to go and that was the original plan but then yeah. solo scared off um yeah. everyone kathleen kennedy and she was like oh no we're just doing disney plus for a while um which i think was a mistake but whatever um anyways that's a that's another podcast for another time um the only thing that makes me a little bit nervous is that i know one of back in the day because again we can we can never just be happy back in the day with the netflix shows i think one of the bigger problems that those netflix marvel shows had were the fact that they were all 13 episode seasons yes and they were too long 
they needed to cut each season by like three episodes because you could tell that they were stretched for story and there were there were episodes especially in like daredevil was a little bit better with it there was a, there was more going on in those shows and yeah, iron yeah. fist was just a, a a wreck to begin with but with jessica jones and with luke cage um those shows you could tell that they were reaching for um in, in certain episodes where the, the like you know get to like episode eight and nine all of a sudden the the story would drag along yeah until we got to the the final two episodes or something like that absolutely um so it makes me nervous that they're like oh no we're just gonna do 18 um but hopefully it's gonna be really good um, i'm ready i'm excited two for more to close out phase four um two movies we will have captain america new world order in mm. may 2024 and the thunderbolts will end phase five uh july 2024 the thunderbolts i i just i can't get it going for them but i'm i'm willing to believe i think it's uh, they they have a lot of groundwork to make up as far as the Thunderbolts are concerned um, in the next phase leading up to the, the Thunderbolts. Um, mm-hmm. I would imagine what they are going to attempt to do is make it almost like a bizarro Avengers. Um, but what made the first Avengers so successful was we had a lot of time dedicated to the characters that were going to be in that Avengers movie and we really got to know them and come to love them by the time Avengers came along. You know, we had the Iron Man movie. We had Captain America. We had um, we had a little bit of, I guess we didn't really have Hulk yet, but we had Thor, and then we could see them all join up. Mm-hmm. So this is like, you know, we're getting a little bit more with like Yelena Belova, who I'm assuming is going to be in the Thunderbolts. Right. She's had a great launch to and and introduction. Yeah. Um, she'll probably be seen sporadically throughout Phase Five. But then, like, I don't know, um, U.S. Agent. Does anybody really is he headlining a Thunderbolts movie? Like, yeah. there's other P- characters that are presumably going to be in this. I like Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo's fun, but they're no like none of them are Thor. None of them are are Captain it's America. So it's like doing it for me, dog. We gotta see what happens. Yeah. Then we get to phase six, where he announces three big titles, where it is going to kick off with Fantastic Four in November of 2024. Yeah. And then there's going to be a bunch of stuff in between that happens between 2024 and, and uh, 2025. But then we get <clears throat> Avengers the kang dynasty yeah may 2025 and avengers secret wars november of 2025 to close out phase six two huge avengers movies neil what are you thinking so i think this is a lot of ground to cover to have already committed to kang being the big bad yes uh you know obviously we sense that we Loki just basically told us that we were there, but there were still, and, and there are still many avenues they can go down. You can still have Galactus. You can still have, um, 
the uh, sentinels, the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Eternals. Like yeah. there's, there's still places to go. Celestials. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, but to commit to the next like Avengers team up movie being yeah. Kang as the big bad is, is big, man. I mean, that is huge. It's huge. But then again, it could be, it could be like an Ultron, you know, where like Ultron was an Avengers movie that was playing out on the way to Thanos. I think, I think, listen, Kang is a big bad, but he might be like the big bad 1B to yes. someone else's 1A that we don't I know that. about yet. Yeah, that's I think what that's I have a feel. I have that same feeling that you do. That, yeah, he's big. Yeah. He's, we're going to see him throughout that, the, um, all these phases um this uh, phase four five and six are being called the multiverse saga officially um last time we Word. got the infinity saga this is the multiverse saga um and we're gonna see a, a ton of different variations of kang as well throughout this right you'll have the council of kangs you'll have kang the conqueror you'll have mortis you'll have all these different people um but i agree with you i think you know th- the Kang dynasty probably takes care of Kang in that movie and yep. secret wars. I think they're going to be leaning into um, the most recent storyline of secret wars where there were, it, it was multiversal and about incursions and stuff like that, as opposed to the original secret wars where there was um, the beyonder who brings them to uh, all these heroes to one place to battle each other and stuff like that. Um, and get a little bit of a combination, but the main guy in the, in the most recent secret wars from the two thousands um, was Dr. Doom. Correct. And I pray that that's where we're going. I think that is. I, I just would, I am so I just pray because that would be amazing. And, and the fact that Fantastic Four is being so heavily like they're hitting that nail on the head. Uh, I, can't, I just I just hope they get it right. For as much as as the original uh, Fantastic Four was maligned and, and poo pooed and all that, like it was not terrible. You know, um, Jessica Alba, Chris Evans, all that was not the worst. For what it was at the time it was, they kind of cast well. So just do it right. Like, whatever you do, stay away from the Kate Mara version of it or whatever that, whoever was in that one. That was horrendous. Right. Um, Yeah, that was not good. I, I actually, I've still never seen that fantastic four movie maybe one day it, it, if don't. i want to torture myself maybe one day i'll do it to be a completist and make sure i see all the superhero movies um yeah i mean i i yeah i i think it's the the doctor doom is the way to go that's that's what it comes down to give us doctor Absolutely. doom all right let's get into a little bit more details uh and specifics uh in regards to certain shows um Kobe Smulders showed Kobe. up uh, to talk about Secret Invasion. 
apparently Secret Invasion, which um, follows the story, the crossover from the comics of the same name, um, is going to be a little bit of a darker show. And it's a thriller where she says, quote, you're never going to know who people are. Are they a scroll? Are they human? It's going to be a bit of a guessing game. I'm down. I, again, you know, they're going to Disneyfy it. So I don't know how dark she's talking, but I like a whodunit. I'm a big Columbo fan. I, I can dig it. Here, I will watch that. Here's the thing about the Disneyfying, where I think that's actually going to be lightened up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, me being ever the optimist. Yes. Um, because one, they are trying to figure out, uh, like, obviously they have all the Fox properties, right? Right. They're trying to figure out what to do with those. They own Hulu, which has the mature content and stuff like that. But, you know, they they want their stream their streaming service. Basically, they can either sell Hulu or they can combine it with Disney Plus. I would right. imagine they would combine it with Disney Plus, in which case you're going to have all sorts of content, not just Disney specific. In addition, Agreed. like they just put out this past weekend, um, Logan and the Deadpool movies came to Disney plus you have the Netflix shows. The Netflix right. Marvel shows are now on Disney plus. Now you how is Disney a whole plus faction of that? Marvel fans that want, you know, more mature adult right. content for, for themselves Which, to, to watch. And well, I think they're yeah. going to lean into that more than, more than we realize. All well, all well and good, but it, but it, it seems to be just on that platform. There is no, it's like up to the, adults to handle the remote control is the idea yeah which is but that's like every service i have no problem with that like i'm not arguing that point i'm just saying there's like that it's not uh you know disney and disney after dark it's just everything's in disney yes okay i I, that's the way it should be you know what control your kids monitor their (laughs) their tv that's what it is put it up there um then we got Ant-Man and the Wasp, uh, Quantumania. Apparently they showed some footage or like a teaser trailer or something like that. Um, Jonathan Majors is the film's villain. Um, he was asked about his character and he said all, all he could say was that there will be conquering, yeah, um, which right. is great. Yes. And then also we have confirmation that MODOK will Modoc. also appear in Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. And... Bill Murray is officially a cast member of and and the Wasp Quantumania. Um, not playing Modoc, he's playing a separate character, but he is in this film as a as a like featured. Here's what character. I want from this. I want stripes, Bill Murray. <laughs> I want you know Ghostbusters, Bill Murray. Uh, Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, Bill Murray. <laughs> like I don't want. Uh, I'm just here for a cameo unenthused Bill Murray. Okay. That's how I feel. That's I, I that's how I that those yeah. are the feelings I I'm feel having. me too. You feel, feel you too. too? Okay. Yeah. Um then we got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. James Gunn says that um he does leave the door open four characters to return beyond the third film, but this is the conclusion to his story um, that he began in the first film. Um, we also 
are getting a couple additions to the um, cast where you have um, Will Poulter officially announced as Adam Warlock. Uh, Maria Bakalova is voicing Cosmo the space dog. Well, so like, let's pause on that for a second. Yeah. Does this mean, you know, he's out? Like they'll do more movies, but he won't be involved. I believe so. That's how I'm reading that. Uh, that's how I'm reading that as well. Yeah. Well, that's a shame because I think either that failing. or it's going to be a new crew of Guardians. You know, it's, it's similar to like how I, I think about it, like how comics go, right? Like this mm-hmm. is the James Gunn run. Right. And then someone else takes over the series. You get a new issue number one. You might have a couple carryovers from the last team, but otherwise you're going to get a, a, a new crew, right? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I see it. Um, and then we also got to see um, that officially the uh, the main baddie is, and I'm going to butcher his name. I apologize in advance. Uh, Chuck Woody Uwuji, who okay. was in um, Peacemaker. Right. He is playing the high evolutionary. Is he now? Yes. He showed up in costume. And apparently the footage that they show uh, brought tears to the cast's eyes. Interesting. I, look, I'm, I'm all about it. And good for him showing up. Here's the thing. Here's how far we've come in the, in the comic book world. Back when uh, they were going to make the uh, Batman 1989, I think it was 1989, Batman, uh, was it Lee Merriweather who played the original uh, Catwoman showed up like at Tim Burton's office in Catwoman dress mm-hmm. and was like, I'm, you know, I, I may not right. be Lee Merriweather, but someone before Michelle Pfeiffer got the part. And right. she, and that has been like Hollywood lore of yes. like, can you believe this nut did this or this person did yeah. that? And now we're reveling in it. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah, reveling and showing us like what we must live in the best of all possible worlds. It's true. That's true. That's a, that's a good point. Lastly, to close the show, we got the panel and trailer for black Panther Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. I, I like, go ahead. Let's talk about this because I could go on a whole rant about how incredible this movie looks. All right. Here's how I feel. Like, should, should I go first? So I think you should you go first because that, there you go. Go ahead. Okay. Let, let, let's go. I don't know if I've ever seen a better trailer <laughs> that had more and a lot of it obviously has to do with the passing of Chadwick Boseman sure had but that had more emotion to it than this trailer did just you have one visually it looks breathtaking this movie like all of the shots incredible so you have that on top of the fact that the, the music was just that they use in this trailer. Like the people who put together this trailer deserve some sort of award because 
the music that they use that they put yes. together for this trailer where you have um no woman no cry um a, a rendition of that by bob marley to, bob to marley. start it um by the middle of that song in the middle of the trailer um you know they're just repeating the the words everything's going to be all right as they're showing um you know the mural of t'challa um because clearly he he has passed in this movie and then you have angela bassett who is incredible always incredible, incredible. and saying you know i I am the leader of the most powerful country in, in the world. And um, all of my family is gone. So mm. we have that. I like, I cried during this whole trailer too. This was like so emotional. And then you have that going into Kendrick Lamar's um, all right, where you have the, the repetition of everything's going to be all right to Kendrick Lamar saying repeatedly, we're going to be all right. Um, yeah. I thought the messaging behind that was great too, because it's like, yes, we are in mourning of Chadwick Boseman and T'Challa. Um, we are telling that story, but we are also moving forward. There are new characters that are being introduced in, in this movie. Um, and we're going to be okay. Like the cast is going to be okay. The, the black Panther franchise is going to be okay. And the, the MCU is going to be okay because I think that was a, a message too um, with this reveal. And with this trailer was like the MCU has been getting crapped on during this whole phase. So it's not true. Um, I don't think it's without purpose that they were like, you know what? Phase four is going to end with Wakanda forever and we are just going to drop the mic when this comes out. I I would concede all those points. I think I think you're right. It's obviously, uh, undeniably, it's visually astounding, uh, as was the first one. I think it's it's definitely going to be on par. Um, Angela Bassett is there is nothing negative to say about her. She's a treasure. Uh, a treasure, national treasure. But the show it's uh, or the movie itself has a couple of things one it's uh intentionally and that that's okay and you're going to be surprised i think uh though you shouldn't be it's intentionally female driven and heavy and i think that makes sense i i completely yeah. agree i i, I think, think that makes sense one of the the i think the under the surface things that i guess did get noticed but um, was a little bit outshined with the first Black Panther because yeah. of the focus on like, oh, this is a major um, superhero franchise for, you know, the first Black superhero like that mainstream like this. Obviously, we had Blade, but Blade was for an older audience. It wasn't for an audience like ev right. that encompassed everybody like Black Panther did. Um, but that was also a like introduces and is a story about a, a group of powerful black women that helped support and raise up this one a superhero nation. and yeah. and and the nation and now the focus is going to be on those women it looks like which i think is great i do too i think like i said it just this is one of those things where it's not being done for the sake 
of being done or for the sake of wokeness or for the feeling or because they're responding to some criticism. Mm -hmm. I like, I don't think anyone went to see the first black Panther and said, not enough powerful women. I don't think anyone went and saw that movie and said, uh, you know, the T'Challa was too weak or not um, interesting enough or wasn't vision. I think black Panther nailed it. Yep. And the fact that they're doing it this way is just the natural progression. He lost yes. his father. So, the, mm-hmm. you know, the queen is without the king. Uh, he then stepped up to take control. I, I'm curious how they're going to have his exit. You know what they'll do. Yes. With that. Very interesting what they're going to do with that. I'm, but I'm he. Yeah. So he has exited. Yeah. And now you've got uh, a widowed mother. You've got a left behind sister and you've got all of the women of Wakanda. Like it just fits. It's sad that it has to happen that way. Yeah. But it makes sense that this is the way you're going. Absolutely. I think uh, like just to kind of sum it up and, and, and Mm. describe it in one word. It's genuine. Genuine is the word is what's happening. This is not something, this is not them being fake. This is not them trying to, um, you know, um, I guess, like you said, like be woke, yeah. be like whatever, whatever you want to label it. Like this is not them trying to um, take advantage of a situation and capitalize on a situation. This is, or, or a movement or, you know, a culture or, you know, whatever. Um, this is very genuine and it makes sense that they're going in this direction. And I think they're doing this with, with care and thought, especially given the circumstances that they have a lot to, to think about and honor just with the fact that Chadwick passed. Um, so, you know, I have been a proponent where I'm a little back and forth on, you know, recasting mm-hmm. as opposed to having the character die. I think, like it, it sucks in a yeah. way that like obviously Chadwick Boseman passing is incredibly sad and is terrible in itself. Right. And so you have that real life aspect and to now, you know, we've gone through that, right. And gone through that morning and gone through that emotion. And now we like to have to kind of do that again for the character yeah, it's a little as well is is a, is a lot. I mean, uh, but yeah. it's understandable because obviously the people who made the movie were closest to Chadwick Boseman and this how they this is how they felt would best honor him, but, mm, it but also still. like on the other hand it does suck too and it's like, you know, you get then you could get into all the aspects of just how unfair it is also for the black community too. Yes. Right? Where you have like like we said the, the first mainstream black superhero like this, they're the ones that has to die in their franchise, but there are other franchises where the heroes get recast all the time. We've had multiple Batman, we've had multiple True. Spider-Man, we, you know what I mean? But we can only have, um, but for Black Panther, it's tied to only one actor. Um, that I, I, I feel for that community. Um, anyways. Agreed. Let's, but let's talk about like the the ride. fun like fanboy aspects of, of this movie. Um, 
in particular, Namor. Yes. What are your thoughts on Namor? I can't um, wait for the for the Submariner. Okay. Yeah, I think that I think that's going to be so cool. Again, living in the best of all possible worlds, seeing this character that you know is so storied, so fabled, so interesting in print and in lore, but you know has had few public appearances, comic books here and there, Legion of Doom kind of thing. Um, th- that version of it, uh, Marvel's version. Excuse me. Um, I can't wait. Like, I want to see what they do with that. Yeah. And it, uh, I love his look. I think is awesome. Yes. They're pivoting from him being the ruler of Atlantis. I think they want to, you know, not have that connection with Aquaman as much um, to mm-hmm. he is the um, ruler of Talokan, which yep. is a Aztec, um, you know, the, they they believe that there was this city of Talokan where um, those the the souls of people who drowned would go to this city. Yes. Um, so kind of a cool spin there. It's Obviously, they Jones have the locker. Aztec vibes. In the beginning of the trailer, you see an Aztec pyramid yep. uh, by the beach. Um, he's got the the Aztec like uh, wardrobe and headdress and everything like that. Um, I really like it looks like um, for uh, Neymar is, you know, was the Marvel's first mutant technically um, because he was one of the original characters they ever wrote. Um, So it looks like he's going to be a mutant in this because in the water and outside of the water, he has, you know, his regular skin, but all the other, I guess they would have been Atlanteans, all of his other um, people from Talacan they have their um, normal skin color when they're in the ocean. But if you'll notice when they're outside of the water, they're blue, but in the water, they're not blue. Um, Which is I nice think that's touch. a cool little aspect. I don't know. And, and I think there's going to be something I'm wondering, I'm assuming there has to be someone who is the, the catalyst and pulling the strings for this war between Namor and Wakanda. Right. Because I would imagine someone wants this war to happen for their own reasons, and they've pit these two um, major um, countries, cultures, whatever, against each other. Which, uh, again, makes perfect sense and could be Kang, could be Galactus by trying to disrupt the planet and and disrupt its heroes. Mm -hmm. It could be any number of things. It fits in the storyline overall, the arc that I think they're trying to play out. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I dig it. I'm ready. This is going to be amazing. I think it's Doom. You think it's Doom? I think it's Doctor Doom, and he gets introduced at the end. Of, that's a big theory: is that if, he gets introduced oh, in the end credits. If he gets introduced at the end credits of this movie, <clears throat> then you know, then it's a hit. Then this movie's a hit. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's, that's what I'm, that's my big like. I know that's a lot to ask for, but I think we might be getting that. That could be a I cool way for them to go, without a doubt. Without um, doubt. all right, that is all the MCU news from San Diego Comic Con. Obviously, we will continue talking MCU. For the foreseeable future, uh, we have She-Hulk coming mid-August that we'll be talking about every episode. Um, 
But let's talk about a recent Netflix release that is original IP. Mm. The Gray Man, starring Ryan Reynolds and Chris Evans. Uh, Neil, what did you think of The Gray Man? I have my perennial complaint about these movies. First, I loved it. It was very good. It's exactly the type of story I enjoy. It's thriller. It's uh, not necessarily mystery, but action. Um, It doesn't take itself too seriously while, you know, while Ryan Gosling's also giving kind of a intense performance at times. So it had everything there. Uh, I would say, you know, it was two hours and I think nine minutes. It did not need to be. We spent a lot of time looking at things. We spent a lot of time, you know, leading up to a fight. We could like, let's just, let's do it. We, I, I could have cut 30 minutes out of that and made it a nice, you know, hour and 35, hour and 40 minute film. Uh, and then the final thing I'll say is, I forgot having spent so much time with Chris Evans on uh, Captain America, what a glorious douche he can play. I know. Isn't it great? And I, I had forgot that that's where he started. <laughs> yeah. Not another and then we got, movie. Yeah. We got a little bit of that in um, Knives Out. Yeah, A little return to that, right? Yes. But this was him basically being the characters in Knives Out if he was an action movie star. Star. And 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 he, you know, it's interesting because this kind of villain worked for him. I don't and and Knives Out did too. Like I don't think he can pull off sinister, but he can definitely pull off like the Chad that you want to punch in the face. Yeah. Yeah, and I that, lo- I thought it was a great got. direction for yeah. the main villain of the movie too. Yes, D- there are some things that he says that were just laugh out loud funny, like his reactions oh. to things. If he gets yeah, shot, absolutely. like it's a sarcastic, like jerky yes. response that he keeps. Uh, like he walks up to to the room where uh, Ryan Gosling's escaped, and he sees his his got his henchmen dead on the floor and he just shouts morons and like starts morons. shooting them even though they're dead it's just like there were moments where i did laugh out loud yeah um i really enjoyed this movie i thought the all the action set pieces were really great and a lot of fun um ryan gosling is doing his thing obviously i loved chris evans um I, you know a, it was a little weird the the time jumping stuff that they were doing i don't yeah. know if that was necessary that wasn't really wasn't. like bringing anything to the to the story the way they did that yeah. um they could have just told it linear there was no real reason i felt like for that um and there were a couple moments where it was like oh that's green screen like yeah agreed there was there, there uh, were a couple which... moments where it was almost like yeah because i've been watching a lot of james bond Right. Like, oh, that's like James Bond level green screen. Yikes. But let's you know? let's talk about that because apart from, you know, look, I love seeing Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Ryan Gosling, um, uh, Chris Evans doing an amazing job. Apart from all of that, let's talk about, you know, briefly, Netflix has announced publicly 
we're done with this. We're not doing any more of these uh, passion projects. Let the stars do whatever they want. Spend all the money you want stuff. Yeah. So what does that mean? Like this movie well, supposedly cost $200 million to make. But this movie is also getting confirmed getting a sequel. Okay. And so is uh, Red Notice. Yes. Okay. The so only it's one like they're not saying getting, that on know, the one hand, but then they're giving sequels to the other. Are they going to have budget constraints now? Maybe. Or is it just that, you know, instead of making, um, instead of trying to make a blockbuster a week yeah, for, for, for the whole year, maybe they're like, we'll make 12 big movies, one yeah, 12, per month. Really good. But, you know, because they were going crazy. They were putting out a, like multiple new movies every week that included, you know, every other week included like a hundred million dollar movie. It's like, yeah. it why, was, why are you doing of control? That? Yeah. I think there, there's a, a vampire movie coming out with Jamie Foxx either this weekend or next weekend. Which, that looks, it, it looks, you know, yeah. I'll watch it because it's Jamie Foxx. Oh, of course. It does not look good. No, no. Not, I think not it's called like Day Shift or something. Um, yeah. And it's just like, you're making that, you just had Gray Man, before that you had the, I, I don't know. Like, uh, we'll see how far of a pivot it is or if they just adjust and are more selective of which projects they're doing. Because again, like you said, uh, like they were doing a lot of like deals with creators Yep. where it's like, okay, we're going to give you X amount of money to make stuff for us. And then on top of it, there's whatever the budget is for the projects that they come up with. Um, that's clearly gone. And, uh, you know, there's partnerships that they have, like they have a partnership with um, Adam Sandler. seems like any movie that he puts out on Netflix does really well. They're pretty, they seem to be pretty budget efficient movies as well. Um, Cause you know, it's just paying for Adam Sandler's vacation, essentially each movie. So whatever. Um, yeah. So like if they're maybe they they keep stuff like that. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how they move forward because they're they're losing subscribers every quarter. They're losing more and more subscribers. Um, they have been. Um, yes, they have been quoted as saying that they are looking for their big time franchise, their version of a big time franchise, like a game of thrones like a harry potter like a star wars like they want that um generational franchise um that they are searching for that you know stranger things isn't quite there stranger right. things is big but it's not harry potter it's it is not one of those other franchises so you know in order to get one of those you got to spend money uh, i agree like in principle i agree but it's i, I here's what it is it's like don't raise my taxes you know they're they, sure you have to spend money to make money you have to attract the talent but you just you jack the price twice in the last three years for netflix right so it's like either you don't have it or make use with of what you got or like yes stop you know putting it in the executive's pockets and right put it into your movies just, then I'll just go spend that money on a service that has movies I want to see, as opposed to a service that's like making movies that I might right. want to see. Right. 
Yeah, and they're going to, by the end of the year, they're going to be cracking down on password sharing as well, mm. apparently. Um, they're going to be introducing a um, ad-supported subs- subscription oh, where, Christ. yep, where the the subscription is cheaper, but it has ads. I just, it you know, I, I, I don't know, man. Netflix is, is kind of going going downhill for me the only thing worth it in my eyes for netflix is like maybe the one or two movies that they have every other month that's decent and stranger things i don't think i watch anything else on netflix and i watch cobra kai i'm i'm putting netflix on notice that it's going to be the first on red notice on red notice (laughs) It's going to get cut from the team if it doesn't clean up its act. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, get your I, head I back in the game. Yep. Um, well, we talked more Netflix than we did Gray Man, but there's not much more to say about Gray Man. We, we enjoyed it. You should check it out. Um, and Netflix, get your crap together, man. Like, get it together. We've had enough. Let's go. Um, next week, we will be talking about, I don't know, we'll post stuff together. Harley Quinn has just debuted the new season of Harley Quinn, uh, which is a great animated show on HBO Max. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about about that. We'll see if there's any new releases. I am planning on seeing Nope. As am I. Tomorrow. I'm proud of you, because I know you're not a scary movie guy. Yeah, but I love me some Jordan Jordan Peele. So I will go see Nope during the daytime tomorrow um, and I'll be fine. Um, so we'll talk about that next next week if if you manage to get to the theater as well. And uh, yeah, with that, thank you guys as always for listening to another episode of It Was All a Stream. If you're enjoying the podcast, we would really appreciate the support. If you would like, subscribe, rate, review, wherever it is that you're listening to our podcast. We're on every major podcast platform and we are featured on Neil's website. Go read it, gluedtothescreen.com. That's glued, the number two, the screen.com. Neil, what do you have to say to the people? Stream on, everybody.